Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. episode of musicals taught me everything i know the podcast about musical theater for musical theater lovers by musical theater it goes on and on and on uh it's me kb i'm gonna be your host today and joining me at the table is miranda selwood and julie eisentrager and longtime friend of the show really far too long it's getting a bit, <laughs> it's getting a bit tired uh, patrick aiken r.i.p uh matt old maddie as he likes to be known yeah he's not well he's a sick boy yeah I'm sorry, what? Where did all this come from? Old Maddie was going to visit us today yeah, on the pod because he loves this show, but... Oh. Plague. The plague. 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 Actual plague. Actual plague. Everyone beware. That's rare, or, but... Or, or, he's gone... Maybe he's got a date. He's, oh, no, he's gone got down a... the mountain to get him... <gasps> to get himself some... a bride. Oh, get a bride. <laughs> because we are talking about seven brides for seven brothers. Save <laughs> Julie's face, everyone. And he does look like one of these brothers. <laughs> like, if you've seen old Maddie, he's got the sort of Albany hair and the goatee going on. He looks like one of them. But like I'm the sure that... He would go to a barn raising and come home with a wife. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure yeah. that Matt won't be kidnapping anyone today, so let's just make that very mm. clear. Uh, Patrick. We'll leave that up to Maddie to <laughs> talk on that, I think. I wouldn't want to, you know, put in either way. Now, you have been on multiple episodes of this I don't, podcast. I don't want it to be insinuated that I should leave. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's where this is going. Maybe no, the implication there is too many. No, no. No, no. no. What I'm okay. saying is that we don't need to get to know you again. No, I'm, sure that, I'm sure we've received emails saying, please stop. We're like, no, we need to know more about Patrick, but not the same six questions you ask everyone no. else. Um, so instead, we're going to cast each other in this show. Um, which seems like maybe we should do the get to know you quiz again because this is going to be really interesting seeing as there's really only two characters. Uh, well, no, I wouldn't say that. I would there say there's is. at least 14 characters. There's a lot of, there's a lot of characters in brides, the show. I'm going to do it based purely off what colour shirt I'd like to see you wear. <laughs> That's a good so, idea. Well, okay, I've go, got Julie. A, yeah, go. Um... <clears throat> She's sizing. Okay, mm-hmm. for the audience because it's great audio. Um, <laughs> she's sizing me up with a hand, kind of like mm. Austin Powers shooting mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. you know you're a meerkat, you're a tiger, ra sequence. Ephraim. <laughs> Ephraim. 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 Not oh. Ephron, like dark, Zach, our good friend. Dark green he could be shirt. cast in this show. He could be. I've already cast Ephron him in this show seven oh, okay. times at least. Dark. I'm thinking a dark green would look nice. Okay. Bring out your eyes. Oh, thank Ooh, you. Oh, a dark green thank would you. look nice on you. You're very tan today, Patrick. Am so I? A dark green it's probably a trick nice. of the light because I do not have a healthy lifestyle. <laughs> um, what about Miranda? What dress is she wearing? What, what colour is Dorcas? 
Purple. purple. It's got to be purple. The purple dress for Dorcas. I think you're a Dorcas. I, you, I just get big Dorcas energy. BDE. You have big Dorcas. <laughs> she's come got, in here she's got and massive call Dorcas a, energy. She's also got a double name as well. Yeah, Miranda's hung with it. <laughs> Dorcas Goodness. Galen. Dorcas Galen. Is that um, what we're going with? If people aren't aware of what this show is, just to give you an idea, there are seven brides, seven brothers. There are two main characters, which are oh, what are they? Millie, are, Millie, Millie, and, and Adam. Adam, yes. Um, and the really, light green shirt. They're six those. sort of uh, the six siblings of Adam are kind of just variations on his personality in the most <laughs> charming ways, and they're smaller versions of him. And then the six brides are kind of they're lovely, but um, I'm not sure they're really given overwhelming. Character, character traits in the show. So casting this yeah. is really I mean, just let's pick all of our favourite colours and go on and let's put the confident performers up front. Mm. Well, Martha let's... wears a green dress. Oh, would you like green? Oh, well, that's that's KB. Liza a wears a pink dress, oh, so that'll be dress? Julie. Julie, you'll be in the pink. Oh, I thought we were right. Julie as Millie. I think, Zane, you would be a good Adam. Sarah, Zane cannot and smile. He Our producer Zane is not on the mic today, so he is taking the cast. Oh, he's not meant to be here, so I'll just reveal no, the secret here. of the studio. He is here. He presses all the buttons. Producer Zane <laughs> hitting the buttons. <laughs> and he is pretending to push the buttons now. Um, so, sorry, his producer Zane is wearing the light green is shirt. In, as Adam. Is that as Adam? Adam. Adam. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great. Well, I'm, and important. of course, this would all mean a lot to you, the listeners at home, these random names. But I know. We will, each of us will play one of the seven brides or brothers in this show. Amazingly. Considering the show is called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, we but like, play a bride I think or a it brother. would be fun to be one of the townie boys. Yes, the villains of the piece, the townspeople. It yeah. is Perhaps. always more fun. Yeah. Perhaps, yeah. Patrick, you would like to mm-hmm. um, play the role of Reverend Elcott, the local preacher. I've played a reverend before, and <laughs> I, I feel know. like I did a interesting <laughs> job. Ah, oh, look, no, great job. Great job. I was in the show and yeah. I was in the role of a reverend. So it I think that's great. what we can say about that performance. Um, you know, he that is, sounds great. Let's, let's put me as... the father of Alice, one of the brides. Oh, well, let's put me in that. Yes. Well, I think we've done it. It's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great show. The four of us doing seven brides for seven. <gasps> the five Maybe we try and do brides. it as a five-person show. Let's do and it. And there are seven brides and seven brothers on stage at once. It will happen. Oh, uh, so each person has can be multiple split. characters, and you're your own bride and brother. So the colours of the dresses and <gasps> oh shirts split on either side. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, okay. While we figure out the logistics <laughs> of this, let's play some music and start talking about seven brides for seven brothers. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is one of the classics. It's been made uh, into a movie. It was a movie first. It was a movie first. It was an MGM then, movie. And yes. then a musical. So let's have a it chat a about its history. Um, some 20 and a bit years later. Yeah. It took a long time to come to the stage, which is a little similar to the storyline of uh, um, Singing in the Rain's development. Yes. Well, we're not talking about version. singing in the rain. No, no we're talking, we're talking about seven brides and seven brothers. Thank you, Miranda. Now, Patrick, so as followed the released in 1954, uh, <laughs> showcasing the wonderful and definitely not problematic story of a group of seven brothers who are living in 1850 Oregon. Yes. Um, who just want to get married, and it's great, and nothing is wrong about Why it. Why do they want to get married, Patrick? <laughs> well, okay. 
Well, are we going to go into a little bit? I'll, like, I'll give you two minutes notes. to give us okay. a plot. So, um, Adam, who's got a really lovely baritone, decides he wants to <laughs> get a wife and he goes into town and he's basically looking for what he wants in a wife and he's very specific about that. And then he meets Millie, who is this really defiant, strong... She's actually an oddly strong female character for the mm-hmm. time, but he kind of likes her because she's like, oh, wow, she will actually spar with me. And she actually does, like, verbally and that kind of thing. He's like, that's who I want to marry. There's some... It says, like, there's a meet cute and it's great and there's a bit of stuff and then basically he takes home they get married and then she comes home runs the joint brings all of the brothers into line because they're kind of like wild mountain men um living up in the hills outside of the town and all the brothers are like these wife things are great they're great we would like some wives i mean billy's not happy about being not the it, mother of no but she she doesn't just become the mother she actually sort of makes them run their own lives mm-hmm. and she's like no 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 that's not what i'm here for mm-hmm. um and the other brothers are like oh Wives are great. These, these, we really like Millie. Let's get more. And so they go into town and go to like a barn raising. And they're trying to meet girls, and it doesn't go very well because they don't like the out of towners because they've got red hair. It's really racist. Um, no, it's not what happens at all. They they get goaded into fighting because they're wild mountain men, wild. and so it doesn't work. And the girls don't like them, and they have to go back up into the mountains, and they're really sad about being lonely. And then Adam produces um, basically what is uh, from a book by Plutarch, the story of uh, the Sabine women. I believe the full title is uh, The Raping of the Sabine Women. Um, But basically says there's this story about how some men wanted wives and they saw them, so they just kidnapped them. And in the end, the wives were happy and everyone was happy. So let's just go do that. And so the brothers go down into town, kidnap some women. Not problematic. um, And take them back up into the mountains. And initially the women are a bit sad, but then spring comes and they realise that, oh, maybe there's something to these men. They're actually really nice and sweet. And everything works out in the end. And it's a great movie and I don't want to talk about it anymore. everyone lives happily ever after. But literally it is happily ever after. Spring comes and of course the magic of spring inspires love in everyone. I mean, when you've got enough hay fever, you get a little... Yeah, literally. But it's it's really lovely. And um, The Sovereign Women is a great song. It's a good song. <laughs> um, um, oh, good. Good. Yeah. I mean, this film was originally shot in just 48 days. And it was shot two times. Yes. Because um, because Cinemascope was coming out, mm-hmm. um, which is a wider screen format. Yeah. And so they, had to, they weren't sure if cinemas were going to have um, that format to yeah. actually project that. So in the mornings, they would shoot it as Cinemascope mm-hmm. and then change all of the marks and choreography and shoot it on the smaller format in again the in the afternoon. afternoon. Yay. So it was shot twice in 48 days. Which is a pretty phenomenal wow. feat for a film. Like While it was getting its budget stripped well, as yes. well. It was meant to be on location, but then MGM went, no, we want to give money to Brigadoon. <laughs> Good choice, MGM. <laughs> killing it. I mean, um, it was a bad decision. It was a bad decision end. in the end. But uh, So they were all on painted sets instead. In fact, they well, reused Brigadoon a couple of the painted sets mostly. and just... Um, yeah, I don't Brigadoon know. Brigadoon was mostly on soundstage. I don't know where they put the money in Brigadoon, but it wasn't in um, <laughs> Seven Brides. Um <laughs> But it ended up making a lot of money. Yes. I think it made about it was three million, which was a, huge for the time. Million. You know, it was released in Sounds 1954. Like making three million dollars was and it was extremely popular, and people liked it because it's a great story that doesn't have any problems or any issues that need to be. Oh, definitely right. not. Um, you did mention that the brothers are all redheaded. Um, yeah. there is a reason for this. And just so you can tell who they are on screen. Isn't basically, it? Yeah. that's it. It's just because <laughs> there was no other way apparently to distinguish them between the town suitors. So naturally, the brothers all needed to be redheads in order there's, to do that. There's a lot of colour coding in this film. The brothers yeah. all wear one main colour and then all the townspeople will wear sort of neutrals and mm-hmm. the brothers' colours stay constant as well just so you can track them on screen. Because there's a lot of people on screen. There are seven brides and, wait seven for it, bro- 
I ruined that ruined for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the film was originally going to be titled The Sobbin Women. That's the book that the short, the, story. The short story that the it was. Short story. Um, um, but they well, didn't believe that audiences would be interested in seeing a film called The Sobbin Women. Yeah, look, Women. it doesn't have the same ring, does it? Um, it was then going to be titled A Bride, One Bride, A Bride for Seven Brothers, but the censors were like, a that sounds like polygamy. Let's, uh... so let's... I probably see that before I saw Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. So then they changed it to Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Um, the senses, which I'd never really uh, heard of making such a splash in a film before, um, weren't too happy about the line in the song oh, in Lonesome Polecat yeah, where they great. say, a man can't sleep when he sleeps with a sheep. Um um, so to get away with that, there's just, just no sheep on screen. Just no sheep. So like it's on a lyric screen. he sings it, but there's That's no sheep that you can see. That's because they're all in bed and you can't feed them. Yeah. No. Um, wow. I don't think it's meant to imply that he's sleeping, sleeping with, with the sleeping sheep. with the it sheep. I think warmth. it's just like it's just the idea of he, instead of you know in, being in a bed with a wife, he's on a farm by himself. Yes. I mean, um, if we go really innocent about it, let's yeah. make it really innocent. Well, I think this film is quite innocent. Well, if we go really in innocent about it, issues. it could ah. just be that they needed it for warmth. Yeah, yeah let's go with that. Go Lonesome Polecat is a good Sleep song. I don't bar. want to talk about it anymore. No, um, it was <laughs> the only Best Picture Oscar nominee that year to also be nominated for Best Scoring of a Musical Picture. Oh. Yes. And it, it won the score, but not. Best but picture. not best picture, <laughs> which I think is is a like just a, a fair way to talk about this movie and yeah. and the show in general. Lovely music, it's real cute. Period, the <laughs> and the characters are fun. Um, oh, it's actually the dancing that that um, made this popular. Yeah, and uh, even when it went to stage, it was still the choreography that it was and continues to be the driver of why this gets done at all. It's the music and the choreography and, and the you know, the barn sequence and that whole dance. It's killer. Um, very, very Oklahoma opening of the second I don't want to tarnish this great film <laughs> with the filth great. that is Oklahoma. I'm great. sorry, I'm sorry. Um, but the choreographer of the movie originally turned it down saying... <laughs> Um, here are these slobs living off in the woods. They've no schooling. They're uncouth. There's manure on the floor. There are cows coming in and out and they're going to just get up and dance. We'll be laughed out of the house. Like he said, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. But then he did and guess this what happened? Like trash. Magic happened. Magic, in fact, magic it was voted happens. the 21st best movie musical of all time. That's By insane. Who? I mean, By who? <laughs> it also had um, a 1982 Broadway revival. Uh, it lasted for all of five performances. Um, which <laughs> it's look it it's a good it, movie is what I'll say. Hmm. Um, it was it was the American Film Institute voted it as number twenty one. Interesting, interesting. And um, look, do, you, do we want to quickly do a sidebar? What do you reckon number one is? Uh, movie musical, movie musical like Chicago. of all time. Chicago, oh, that yeah. is bold. Rough. Wait, when did this list happen? Yeah, when it happened in two thousand and six. So Chicago oh, okay. is eligible, I believe. Uh, is it a Disney? It's not a Disney. It's an MGM. Oh. It's a classic. Like when you think it, Zane singing has got it. He's not rain. on mic, but it's singing, singing in, in the rain. rain. What about number two? Oh, man. 42nd Street. 42nd Street is number 13. <gasps> I'm shocked and appalled. Um, if you I'll say you cats, I'm going to throw your no, no, phone I'll, out the window. I'll give you a clue. Um, <laughs> it's not a good show. <laughs> then what? Cats this list. Oh, I don't think it's a good show. It's Romeo and Juliet, but not. West Side, West Side Story. Story. West Side Story. Then you got Wizard of Oz, number three. 
Sound of Music is four, and Cabaret from 1972 is five. Not that I offended. Mean, not offended by Cabaret. Grease not was really number offended. 20, which just beat Seven Brides. I oh. just feel like maybe they Good got this you, list Grace. wrong. So we will create our own <laughs> list later. Um, I like that in poll. the film, the guy playing Ephraim um, was still under contract with the NYC Ballet, so couldn't uh, film the last section of, of, of the scenes he needed to do. So, As well, a dancer, he wasn't allowed to dance. Well, he had to go then back oh, to the ballet okay. and actually work. So the, there is somebody else playing Ephraim in, um, when the, the brothers are pacing around downstairs I've while Millie's giving that. birth. I've seen this movie a lot. Yeah, so have a look because it's not the, it's not the same actor. A lot of people can point it out because they're like, who's that guy? He's wearing the right shirt, but he's not being the guy that He's not been wearing the, the right time. face. <laughs> um, so right. there were some like phenomenal Phenomenal dancers in this film, and then there were some that were cast that were not dancers at all, who very rarely dance in. Five of the seven are professional dancers. So then, then there's Howard Keel, yes, who's famously not a famously not a dancer. But he worked hard. And one other guy who's like. He was an acrobat. He was an acrobat. Is one. One of them was like an acrobat, and he just does a couple of flips. It's great. I but imagine it, being that one guy who's like, I'm not Howard Keel and I'm not a professional dancer. What am I doing here? Is <laughs> someone's son or something, isn't merit. he? <laughs> um, That's what got me here. And a lot of them didn't sing in the film. A lot of the, lots of the roles were dubbed oh. over with vocals. They did that all the time. They did. They did. I mean, yeah, in that a good mu- musical and there's nothing that guys, can be Guys, 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 guys. Did you know there was a publicity slogan? What was what the slogan? Was to publicise the film in 1954, the following... Adam abducted Millie, Benjamin brought Dorcas, <laughs> Caleb caught Ruth, Daniel detained Martha, oh, Efren eloped with Eliza, Frank fetched Sarah, and Gideon grabbed Alice. Oh, I don't like grabbed. I don't I, like Gideon grabbed. Well, grabbed was the one you had problem with. But that's like the, the term for kidnapping girls at a dance. But I don't like grabbed. It's just very... It's like a very... Um, it's almost like too... It underplays the seriousness of it. Like abducted. You get it. Do you yeah. know what's most concerning, though, is that that slogan sold tickets. Many <laughs> tickets. It was really... Really no, popular. it's a good. Sh- it's a good show. I'm sick of this snowflake PC bloody lefty brigade coming in and saying that we can't abduct women every now and again. They're happy in the end. It's in the show. The oh, more oh, Patrick stop, talks, please, the stop. more concerned I am that the police are going to be. Are we going to get some emails? No. But this um, is a weird show. But I want to ask a question because everyone I know seems to have seen it at least once, even if it's this vague memory for mm. them. It's one of those shows. It's like, why did anyone watch this? I. Does anyone remember when they first watched it? Because mine was a really weird yeah, circumstance. I, wait, wait, I walked in on like my mum <laughs> watching it on okay, TV. Okay, 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 good, good. Yeah. That was a that was a pause that you had there, and it, it left it's some for drama. the audience. Yeah, it's for the, for the audience. audience. Um, and I think I came in on the barn raising scene, and I was like, "What's this? This Great is scene fun." To come in on. And then that that ended, and, mm. and then I left. I mean, look, Great. if you're going to see any part of it, that's a good, good part. story. <laughs> Um, I was like, this is boring now. Do you remember when you saw it, Miranda? Uh, not specifically. I, it's uh, one of my sisters particularly likes... Great taste. ...likes the movie. <laughs> so, you know, she would watch it and I would be there. But wow. I, don't know, it just never grabbed me. 
Not like uh, Gideon grabbed <laughs> Not like Gideon <laughs> Alice. I grabbed mean, Alice. Maybe you were safe then, and that's okay. Um, I'm going to make a confession, Patrick. You haven't seen this movie? Not at all. I do not have any inclination to want to watch this movie, nor do I think and I have the, the time. Host. Yeah, but, 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 but. that's why I look up fun facts. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but, um, but, but, but. I saw this movie, I think I would have been 15. Mm. I was deeply... Oh, okay. Oh, the drama. Can we get some like... No, no, I can't. Zane's okay. shaking his head, no. uh, ladies and gentlemen. Um, like, was any okay? Raise your hand because it's good radio. Who was in love with someone as a teenager, like properly in love, not like a crush, but you thought it was like the first time you fell in love, and it's that kind of weird, insane. Like a love. real person, or like, like a, Tom? A Hanks? real person, yeah. not like, like Tom someone Hanks. you actually Tom Hanks. <laughs> Since I was three, buddy. Oh, you've got damage, love. <laughs> um, Tom Hanks from what? Big. No, League of Their Own. Anyway, League of Their Own, uh, Tom Hanks. Okay. Uh, get back to it, get back to um, it. Yes, you. I will yeah. raise my hand. Okay, for the audience. Yep, um, I've raised my Katie hand. Katie has raised audience. her hand. Um, I was deeply, and like like in that weird, insane teenage in love yes. with a girl. Um, and I'm not going to name her because she's actually doing quite well and I don't want to tarnish her reputation um, in the field that she is pursuing. Um, but insanely in love with this girl. And we were hanging out one day and she's like, oh, we, I'm going to put on this movie. This is like my family's favourite movie. This is the movie that we always watch, blah, 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 blah. We sat down and watched this movie and I was like, this is the most romantic thing in <laughs> the world. Abducting Wait, not, not the film, but the oh, act of watching the film with her. It was like okay. being let in on like a okay. personal secret because yes. of how much she that loved the movie. That was problematic yes. for a second. And like, no, and it was just, it was this really oddly intimate emotional thing for me, of course, as a 15 year old boy, because yes. emotions are just fucking... Going, what are they? Oh, I swore. Um, emotions are absolutely going bonkers in my mind. Um, and it was really, and ever since then, this film's left a big imprint on me because it was mm-hmm. just such a lovely moment in my life in that moment. That's fair. Um, yeah, I think that's why I really, really love it because it represents a certain time in my life, which was just, you know, first time you fall in love with someone kind of thing. Do you know what, Patrick? I will pay that. That's lovely. Yeah, it's lovely just like this film. There's no problems. It's say, romantic. It's lovely in the way that this film isn't. Let's move on <laughs> to lessons we've learned from Seven Brothers. Already? Already lessons? Oh, goodness. This has been 45 minutes already, guys. Let's wrap it up. Can we talk about some songs? I mean, if you would like to talk about songs in your lessons, Patrick, you are more than welcome. Okay. But is there any lessons that we have learned outside of the music? I feel like you shouldn't learn lessons from this. <laughs> no, I think you should. It's totally okay to kidnap women as long as they're happy in the end. I don't think like, okay, I have a problem with like <laughs> when people view period <laughs> films and then go, ah, oh, this is a bad movie because they do something that is inappropriate for our period. Yeah, I feel like even you can watch this film and go, "Oh, that's weird," and definitely not an appropriate thing, and still enjoy the movie. But I still think in that time, kidnapping women was wrong. No, and I think that's where the comedy of it comes from. It was wrong, and I think it is inherently comedic when you watch it now. And I'm probably probably in '54. We're like, "Oh my god, they're they're kidnapping them! This is insane!" And it's it's portrayed as insane in the film. They literally put them on a cart and bundle them up into the mountains, and then it becomes this weird fairy tale like sequence at the end and I don't think you're meant to take it seriously. Some cultures still kidnap women. Like grabbing is a thing. Like our culture? Mm, Women still get kidnapped. Not like kidnapped like in um like gypsy um, communities. They grab they still grab women. We're gonna be okay. Yeah. 
Um, for someone who hasn't seen the film or mm. the show, but has obviously done a I'm lot sure of googling, it I'm sure it doesn't read well on paper. It does not read well <laughs> on paper. It does not at all. Mm. Um, but I think what comes out of it, and what a lot of people have reviewed the show about, is that um, the like personal connection and communication is probably the most important part of a relationship and one that's probably lacking from a lot of the characters in the film but Millie is constantly like no this is how we do things and this is how I should be viewed as a woman and this is where the relationship needs to be yeah and it is um, all the other characters are basically foils of um, Adam and mm-hmm. Millie so in the end when they get kidnapped and they end up in the mountains the girls are really upset and the boys actually have to appeal to them and try and make them happy again and it's not enough that they're just brides they actually have to try and make them happy in their lives and it's about them communicating and trying to repair that relationship yes the setup is awkward but it's based on something that Plutarch wrote that was originally like a myth of around literally Romans Ancient kidnapping Roman. yeah. and raping women and then it became a funny story about imagine if these mountain men kidnapped their brides and then actually made them happy in the mountains from the town and like of course that setup is not appropriate the film doesn't even sell it as appropriate but the way in which the film is I think you can look at it and go that's crazy that's insane how awful I still really like this movie and the relationships at the end are still really cute yeah. even like we're adults we can parse apart those facts mm. and the the structure like how they use the music and even things like really simplifying the character design down mm. to everyone's on you know that same plain color and these very simple dresses and you know everyone's sort of coded as um, a representation of of something that is you know, it, it's play like. Oh, it's, it's all given this joyous little. It's playful. very fairy tale. Yeah, like I don't think That's, you're meant to understand yeah. this as a work of you know. It's a real. It's a true story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and also, I think like even looking at the original, one of the opening songs. Um, oh, what's it called? Bless your beautiful hide. Howard Field's oh. character like is talking about how like oh I want I'm looking for a bride but she can't look like this she can't have a lazy eye if she can't cook yeah. that's fine because I'll just pay away through cooking school until she can cook um, but he's kind of portrayed as a bit of a douche in yeah. that he's very confident and he's the lead but you it's, laugh at it well, it's, it's interesting that he, this is this came out the year after Kiss Me Kate mm. the the film of Kiss Me Kate oh, I haven't even thought about that starring Howard Keel yeah. as almost exactly the same character he does it very well, well it's kind of Where he strolls Keel into a town Keel. buys a wife yeah. and then you know basically hits her until she she well, starts behaving like a good and proper well, wife. Well, the inverse is that but Millie hits him. It, yeah, <laughs> Millie serves that other role, but he still has that same sort of character drive. Mm. It, and Yeah. No, that's a really... I hadn't thought about that, that they've actually. just gone... It's like somebody looked at him and kissed me, Kate, mm. and went, yeah, we'll use that. <laughs> yeah. I think the biggest lesson from this film, if you were to watch it today, is to understand that things are products of their time. And it's kind of like what Disney's doing with all of their remake, remakes. They're kind mm-hmm. of going, we were never racist. Because they remove all of the issues and they take them out of the films. You know, with Belle in Beauty and the Beast, all of a sudden she's a scientist and she invents the washing machine and it's never... <laughs> And, I you know, mean, let's not talk about no, but, that remake. But it's horrible. They're trying to sort of gloss over and go, all the criticisms of our films, we are now saying never happened. Mm. Whereas you can go and rewatch Beauty and the Beast, or you can go and rewatch J- Dumbo, and there are things in that film that are not appropriate for a modern context. They weren't even appropriate when they were made. But it's sort of denying the history of things instead of saying, yeah, no, this is something that was made at that time. Mm. We can acknowledge that these things about it are not good and are not appropriate for this time. 
instead of just ignoring them? Because how are you meant to learn or how are you meant to engage yeah. in histories of portrayals of people if you just pretended that they never happened? This film does not portray the treatment of women well at all. No. But if, you're just to, if you were just to say, oh, no, that never happened, but at the same well, then time, how are you going to develop a history that you learn from in at media? At the same time, that, that like the character of Millie is given some... It's kind of a token feminism, yeah. yeah. It's a first little step, I suppose. Interesting. Anyway, Interesting. I just noticed there is actually a song in it called "Sobbing Women." Yes. Yeah, it's a great song. Oh my tell God. you about them yeah. sobbing women. It literally tells you the story of the Sabine women, and then it's how he convinces the brothers. Oh, you want wives? Literally, I think it's like, look well, at you sitting like thing. a lo- bunch of lovesick bull calves. Great line. That's a lesson to learn. The next piece is an orchestral number called "Kidnap." And chase. Yeah, because because <laughs> he riles them up with the book by Plutarch, and they all run out of the barn and then go Grab kidnap the sell women. Some wives. Yeah, because yeah. they're like, oh, it worked. Then it works now. I mean, and they they as long as they're pretty it's and tough. not fat, then we're okay. Exactly. Right? But oh. the lesson they learn is it doesn't work. No, and then they actually work. have to be nice to the women. Of course, oh, in the current context, know. the women would leave. You need but they to don't talk in this about one. your emotions, and you need to be nice people. What happens if we we like flip this musical? As in the women yeah. kidnap the men. Well, yeah. I wouldn't want to take this away from her, but a fantastic director and playwright, Jess Palfrey, has a very interesting take on how to stage this show. And I don't... I'll, we're going to say it off mic, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Please, please send in later. to us well, how you'd like to stage this show to try and make it appropriate. How, but Jess Palfrey has a great take on this how show. How about we cast the show for Jess? I think yeah, that's okay. a good idea. And Let's that might give it. people hints of what she might actually be doing with it. Maybe. Let's play some music, producers, eh? Alrighty, can I just, I'm just going to start this off by reading the the character description of Adam. A tall and attractive hunk, farmer and hunter, um, vigorous, confident, charming, therefore we are casting Zac Efron. Oh, yeah. is casting All Emma. five feet of him yeah. for tall and handsome. Um, yes. Uh, no, I, I mean, th- have you seen how tall I am? <laughs> I have a good take on this. All right. Uh, I genuinely okay. think if we're going to do it in modern context, yeah. I think Chris Hemsworth, I don't know if he could sing, but I think he's the physical type. If you've seen Howard Keel in this show and you were to get Chris Hemsworth to put on that facial hair, I mean, if he you, suits the type. If you want it to be a very obvious True. comedy, then I think Chris com- Hemsworth would comedy. be the person to to do it because that seems to be his new, his new thing. Yeah. Um, you know what? I just... I. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> I think Zac Efron as one of the brothers, 100%. Look, oh, but, but Adam has to be th- that sort of classic, and I think it's something that Hemsworth has dialed into as an actor, that classic f- sort of 1950s barrel-chested lead male where you don't really see them as leads, that physical type, very often anymore. Um, you get a little bit of it with, uh, I'm forgetting his name, the guy who's the lead in Mad Men. Uh, John Hamm. John Hamm has that physical type as well where it's sort of there's a different sort of presence that is carried with it and I don't think that Zac Efron has that he's got something else and we won't discuss it now but I think you need someone who carries that kind of energy and Howard Keel is like the archetype of that you've just made me realise how tiny he is yeah he's a little he's (laughs) He's two centimetres taller than me which means he's there's nothing wrong with that but if you're going to cast Adam he's meant to be like six foot four giant redhead yeah he's only five seven you know he's I wouldn't say five seven. It's teeny tiny. Him, we can get him a box we, to stand yeah, on, like guys, Tom Cruise. It's a dance it. show. Please he can't dance out. from box to box. Yes, he, he can, can. <laughs> and that's a great show. All right, guys, I have. Is Emma he in stomp? That's what we'll put bins <laughs> on his feet for the raising the barn sequence. Seven boxes for seven, seven brothers. brothers. I'm putting Emma Stone in the role of Millie. 
<laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Actually, that's. No, perfect. no, I want like Florence. Is it Florence no. Pugh? What? what? Excuse um, me. She was in Midsummer. She's in the upcoming Little Women as Beth. Pugh. Oh, she's a fantastic yeah. actress. But sh- uh, Millie is kind of like the idea is she's meant to seem small, but she's just such a powerhouse. Oh, I see um, who you mean. You'll see her. If you Google her, she's one of those actresses that in, I think, a year or two's time, everyone will know who she yes. is. Yes. She is in Little Women. Ooh, um, if we were going to go, I mean, we could, if we're going to go a Mad Men version of this, we should just cast John Hamm as Adam and mm. Christina Hendricks as I Millie. love Christina Hendricks. So just Christina bring her in. Hendricks just do has it. probably got too, too much... Buxomness? Can we no, do no, a personality? No, no personality. No, Millie, Millie is like that. Millie is such a powerhouse. Yeah, I, my memory of Millie is that agree. she's, I love, I love that take. Let's do Elizabeth Moss instead. You know what? <laughs> I, we can't just use the cast of Mad Men. But we, we can. Could just we have use to use Chris Hemsworth and the cast of Mad Men, and, Mad Men. <laughs> and uh, Zac Efron as a swing for uh, what was his name? Uh, Gideon. Which which brother can <laughs> the he? Gideon be? that grabs. Gideon who grabs. <laughs> I mean, if Gideon was grabbing me, would be. I don't right. know. It, I don't know if the blue shirt is the right one for him. I just don't know. He'd obviously be taking it off very quickly if you were <laughs> producing this show, so I don't think it's an issue. Guys, Zach, everyone can work with his shirt on. Why? But, Why? but no one's going to see watch him work with the shirt on. I think you underestimate Zephron fans everywhere. Guys, do we have any more legitimate casting? Put Robert decisions? Pattinson in there because he's going to oh. be one of the most exciting act- actors of the upcoming couple of years. I mean, he's about to play Batman, right? Well, he's going to be in The Lighthouse, and I'm already so excited for that yeah. film. He's he's bulking up. I'm, I'm really excited for his career Did at the you moment. Say he's going to play Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Let's oh. not focus on that. We're talking no, about it's a good casting. He's, he's getting buff and he's finding it hard. Hashtag he's a lanky real boy. Life. Yeah. Hashtag so, like he's relatable. He's relatable. Um, if you want to use do we know Crim, Chris Crims 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 Hemsworth? Do you know Chris Hemsworth? Do we just get all the other Hemsworths? Liam. Yeah. There is another third Hemsworth, and he's meant to be lovely. Actor of the three. Let's of call oh, he acts him, as well. and then we'll Tim. just get. No, I got it. I no, look, we need Paul. to respect him because if he's an actor, we need to put his name Ooh. out there. We'll get he's Luke. Luke, Luke Hemsworth is yeah. actually he's the oldest and honestly, guys, legitimately the most talented so, of the three. So he well, can play Adam. He can play. He's shorter. Oh, no, he's it a needs lot to be shorter. Chris. I like having all the Hemsworths in there, and I think yeah. that's a good draw. Let's get four more Hemsworths. Or there's got to be some other look. Double their roles. Do you have any cousins? Is there a famous family of acting sisters that we can then have play some of the sisters? Uh, The Deschanel's. Um, oh. Plus Katy Perry and all the others that look like the Deschanel. Oh, so we're talking like not not actual. Si- <gasps> no, no, the Olsons, all three the, of all them. All of the Olsons. There's lots there of Olsen sisters. It, is there more there's than three? Just, they're not all actors. That's well, the they, well, they will be now. We're going to whip <laughs> them into shape. All right, so we've got Hemsworths and Olsons. Olsons done. <laughs> done. Seven brides, seven brothers. Patrick, you can continue in your role as the priest. Um, Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. I just think you're that good at it. Stop. (laughs) Guys, Um, now that we've found the perfect cast, um, before this gets any more ridiculous, I think we should be going to top fives. For me, I would probably put it on top five musicals that have become more and more of a parody satire as we get further and further from the the era in which it was made. Yeah, we view them very differently. We view them very differently now. I'll pay that. 
I would like to think that we've always viewed it that way. I I would too, but do you know what? I do fear that in the 50s (laughs) there were some people seeing this movie that was like, well, I think it was probably more oh, of no. a, it was more of a chuckle oh. of oh, oh, how naughty. But, but also, now it's don't like, ask my wife how we met. Those yeah. tiny little mountain people. I've still heard audiences laugh at like old school musicals. Yeah. Dare I say Oklahoma? Oh goodness! I've heard them laugh at the jokes that you're like, no, 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 no. don't laugh at that. No, yeah. And the audience is like. <laughs> Oh my god! Stop. It's a good stage laugh. Are you an actress? Uh, no. Allegedly, um, <laughs> but. I think it's on my top five MGMs. I love this show. Wow. Like, for classic movie musicals, it has such good dance sequences. It's so much fun. But Again, no one comes dance. out of a swimming pool in a sparkly little number, so... I said top five. <laughs> you can include... What film is that? I don't know. Maybe Would Singing you? in the Rain? I, look, it's I don't like Singing five. in the Rain. It wouldn't it's not my top five really MGMs or dance musicals. No. What no. about top five big lead casts? Because of the leads of this show, you've either got two or 14. That's true. That's true. It's got a big name cast. Can we All 14 list, of those characters are named. Can we list another show that has 14 plus characters in lead other than Candide? Producer um, Zane, please. I, I would argue, though, that it, um, only Adam and Millie really, really yeah. have their own songs or yeah. otherwise it's brides brothers adam and millie yeah no, it's, that's fair it's they don't i would say serve s- any individual purpose okay what about and this is this is actually kind of spicy Uh-oh. <laughs> Caliente. top five movie musical choreography shows and there's a lot of really good ones i think it might scrape yeah. in at five at the best Ooh, at best because there's a lot at best, I'm going to give it to you as an act. Just best. because the barn raising sequence is so iconic and was lauded as like a change in the way that these films they, are made. They, they did not re- literally raise a barn in Oklahoma as well. It's not as good. No, they don't. Did they rehearse the barn sequence for three weeks in Oklahoma? Do they do backflips over wooden <laughs> planks and arm wrestling? No. I mean, it can. It's no. optional. Optional. Look, optional arm wrestling. <laughs> Any other top fives, guys? Um, the top five. Musicals with a number in the top. Top five redhead no, leads. Still not still even. Not. What about top five redhead leads? You've got Annie, which is below so this. So many redheads. Uh, maybe just go. But I'm saying top five, like number of redheads. It's got the most. Musical. Maybe the most redheads. Like a hefty oh, yes. amount of redheads. Seven redheads in one show, Miranda. Have That's you seen a lot. it before? It's a lot. No, I what are the other redhead lead shows? I'm genuinely interested now. You've got Annie, but that's a bad show. Oh. And he's bad. Let's let's he's as as a, as a culture we are now able to accept it was all we had at the time. Yeah, uh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I think Red I've musical been in Annie, it is terrible. It's like Miss Hannigan, yeah, you're funny. Nothing else about um, the show is good. I'd take a one woman. There's a bunch of characters Hannigan. that are often portrayed as redheads would that because, like, what, necessarily uh, so. A sound of music, it's like strawberry blonde in the film, but it's not part of the character that they no. have red hair. It's, it's rarely part of the character. Giving me musical theatre redheads, not characters. It's because but there's not that many, and that's Anna why this one makes the list. Good on you. Good on you, Anna. We love your work. As Eliza um, Doolittle. Yeah, no, what? Yeah. Trying to think, other redheads. Look, audience, send them in. Send in your Get redheads. on your Facebook, get on your Twitter. Do we have a Twitter? Get on your Twitter, get on your email, send us photos of random redheads that you think are hot or not and tell us, but in an interesting way. It's going to a strange place. It's going to a strange place, guys. I think we need to call it before (laughs) it goes any 
crazier again. How does this always happen when you're on the show, I'm, I don't know why you keep inviting me back. <laughs> but okay, my last stand. Okay. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers is a very enjoyable film to watch. There are some songs like these old MGM musicals that aren't as great, but there are maybe four or five songs in the show that are genuinely so much fun mm. and they're beautiful. Like Wonderful, Wonderful Days, like the epitome of that classic female MGM musical Everything is Beautiful, Lovely Day song. And... It's a great show. So if you haven't seen it, I'm sure you can stream the film somewhere. The music is on all of your streaming services as well. It's kind of one of those cultural relics that we have, one of those weird objects that I think is a good thing and is very enjoyable. So if you want to break from capitalism, (laughs) like we all need... (laughs) Just don't... You know, you've already paid for it with streaming. It's fine. If you need a break from the daily grind, check out Seven Brides <laughs> Seven for Seven Brothers, Brothers because I think it's actually a really charming little piece of history. It is actually interesting Everyone's to note laughing that at me. When, <laughs> it, when it converted to stage in the, the uh, 70s, 70s, 80s? 70s. And was it still Howard Keel well, and... Um, um, I don't think so. Um, it, it didn't run long. Yeah. And then there was a revival like within mm. the next decade that Did not didn't run. run. It's not a good <laughs> stage show. And it's West a good End movie. ran... For just a wee little amount of time, yeah. and they basically just went, "Oh, let's stop trying to do it professionally." But it gets done a, a lot. lot, and there have been a lot companies. of community and amateur mm. companies. So I think um, probably because fun music, fun dancing, mm. yeah. a large cast. principal cast yeah. of Fill those seats. men and women, yeah. women in a musical so night. It's this um, sort of. It's an unusual thing to find that balance you um, just in community theatre. So it, it gets done and it has found a place and it's a, a weird concept for a show. That's yeah. how we see it now. But it it certainly has, like you said, it might be a relic of, of the past, mm. but it still has a it finds its still place, place in... And you've just made me think of a list. Oh, a list. Film musicals that are not good stage musicals. <laughs> like best ones of that. Wizard of Oz is another example. Oh, yes. A great film musical. One of the best. Mm. But it, it's not good on stage. Stop yeah. putting it on. Everyone keeps putting the damn thing on and people just want to watch the movie. I feel like Don't Chicago's just... also on that list. Even though the the film came after, I think, you think it's I better agree. as a film. I think it's much better as a film. Yeah, and this is better as a film. The yeah. magic of the film holds its place. Um it's probably yeah. for very different reasons. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a very different style of show, yeah. Chicago. Absolutely. What do you think of Cabaret on that list? Oh, look. Mm-mm. No, I think Cabaret can Mm-mm. be such a good stage show. I think Let's it's stop the that, stage Patrick. show and the movie musical are very different, different. versions yeah. of the story. They actually tell kind of different mm. stories that, from a completely different perspective. And also, I, I think Singing in the Rain is the same as that. Such an amazing film that I don't think translates well to stage. No. I think it should stay as a film. People are just riding on what it is to make money. Well, if you agree or Miranda's disagree li- with Mar- us, the daggers of Miranda at me. Not right the now. daggers of Miranda. Are you about I to produce think... a version of this? Is no. This... <laughs> no. Producers, um, ain't quick. Play the music before yeah, we get into an argument. Drown me out. Drown me out. Alrighty, guys, we have come to the end of our Seven Brides for Seven Brothers episode. Thanks for coming back, Patrick. I'm never being invited on again, but I had to I defend mean, it. It's people write this show off. They do, and I feel like you say that every time you're on, and yet you, you well, always come back. It's my luck that you don't learn your lesson. 
Nah. I try. I'm just here to be myself, which is intolerable. It seems and entertaining. We, we only learn lessons from musicals, so until you put it into a musical, we'll just keep. Yeah. It. Wonder what are the. Maybe you should do an episode one time on the top five musicals that had the most lessons to teach. Four. What were your most lessony learning oh, musicals? This is this is going to be a painful. hard task. Um, Pat, are you in anything at the moment? <laughs> no, people. No, no, no. Um, uh, no, I'm not actually. It's really quite. I am. Jane's nodding. Oh, oh yes, I am. Uh, yeah, no, I am. I am on a podcast that might be launching soon. We're in. We're in like an early stage beta phase. So keep an eye out for a podcast with a fantastic name. It's called Playing for Keeps. It's a D and D live play podcast where a bunch of Australian performers and me um, <laughs> get together and play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm actually producer Zane is on that show with me um, as a fellow cast member and it's I think it's going to be a really exciting time so when that hits the audio waves please have a listen and if you have any negative feedback keep it to yourself (laughs) (laughs) you always question why you're on these things Patrick but listen to your sultry sultry voice why don't people want to listen to you they're like it'll be great if Patrick's on the show as long as no one pays attention to what he's saying just the way that he's he's saying saying it it. yeah of course those dulcet tones of Patrick if anyone wants me to start a cult I, I just need some good ideas. We'll drink the Kool-Aid, I've man. We'll so drink the many good ideas. So while <laughs> we talk about the next podcast that Julie and Patrick are going to be creating, I'm going to tell you where to find us. You can find us on Facebook at Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know and Twitter and Instagram at Musicals Teach Me. You could send us an email, which I really enjoy reading, at Musicals Taught Me Podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on the web at That's Not Canon.com forward slash M-T-M-E-I-K. And if you would like to join the ranks of the most wonderful people on the planet, you can go to patreon.com forward slash musicals taught me everything I know and throw us a couple of dollars a month to keep us going while getting some exclusive content, which I'm really hoping soon as we hit 1,000 patrons. <gasps> it's going to be soon, but not far off. Oh my God. That Zane will be dancing the Necronomicon in a Lycra one. That's so exciting. And if I manage to hack the um, MTMEIK Facebook, there will be a poll whether you think Seven Rides for Seven Brothers is good and amazing or whether you shouldn't be allowed to take polls on Facebook. I'll do it for you right two now. Options. <laughs> We're putting a poll up, ladies and gentlemen. Julie so is with part. you. Do it, guys, do it. It has been a pleasure talking with you again, Patrick, even about Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. And pour one out for old Maddie, who's feeling the pain at the moment. I'll pour one out. Pour one out. What did you think I said? Oh, we're not going to go into that. No. Pour one out for old Maddie. He we really wanted to be here. He also loves this show. Well, maybe you can comment how much you love it in the comment section below, Maddie, just so we know your thoughts, feelings, and emotions about it. Miranda, Julie, thanks for joining us. Thank you, oh, KB. Stop, stop it. Thank it's you for been me, KB. KB, your host. Anytime, Pat, and I really mean that. I, I'm not. I'm really worried now, but we'll talk about it after. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. A wonderful week, everyone. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Let's talk about X, baby. Ah, uh, crappy relationships, the bane of our collective existence. 
But what do we learn from our mistakes? I'm relationship columnist Liz Bess. And I'm funny guy Tom Harris. Ghosts of Boyfriends Past will chat to guests about love gone wrong and take you on a journey through the funny, tragic, horrifying... And sometimes just plain bonkers stories about that crazy little thing called love. It's like a group therapy session. With two people completely unqualified to be leading it. New episodes drop fortnightly on Thursday, so join in to hear tales of heartbreak and woe and hopefully wind up a little wiser or drunker for it. That's Not Gunner Productions podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 